Welcome, everybody, to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, no Brittany Jones with us tonight, but that's all right. Me and Kay Walker are going to hold this thing down. Kay Walker, what's going on, man? How you doing? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one, man. Britt's out, but uh, she may she may pop in, but I uh, hope she's feeling better. So, But nonetheless, looking forward to a great one. Yeah, man, for sure. It, it should be a fun show. We, we got a lot of good stuff to get into and talk about. So definitely looking forward to it, man. Um, okay, well, man, I, I guess I want to start with NBA All-Star Weekend, man. Now that now that football season's over, there, there's still some football stories we'll kind of get into later. But let's start with the All-Star Weekend, man. Some highs, some lows, some things I love, some things I didn't like. So yeah. let, I guess let's start on, on the positive side of things, yeah. man. What what did you love about our All-Star Weekend? What were some of your favorite moments or what was your favorite moment looking back over the weekend? Yeah, Jack, I, I guess you start with uh, Friday night, man. I, I love the Rising Stars um, competition there, you know, between, again, these young Rising Stars. You had um, Team Powell, you had Team Tamika, Team um, Detlef, um, I forget the fourth guy, the fourth team name. So it'll come to me. But um, I like that. That was very competitive there. I like how they kind of somewhat of a round robin. It's, you know, winner takes all. But I, yeah. I like that because these, these guys, you know, they play, they play together. They're young. Um, and you can see their skills and their potential um, as well. So I liked it there. Um, the celebrity basketball game, too. And the celebrity basketball game showed me that there's some athletes out there, man, yes. that, you know, the other than basketball players like the, the MVP, Michael Parsons. Kind of scared me there. I, you know, if I, if I was Dallas, I would have been a little iffy yeah. about having that yeah. guy go out there, knowing how competitive he is, and um, you know, and you know, he's dunking all over the place, man. So and a little he, too hard for me. Yeah, but. seriously, though, no, seriously. <laughs> so, but yeah, but you know, I'm glad he stayed healthy, man, for sure. But he looked good. Looked like um, you know, like he like he knows how to play the game. He he's played the game before. Um, couple other guys i think the long jump no the high jumper i forget his name that guy could jump out the gym man yeah. so he was he was very impressive um just some of the to, to the guys or the the, the uh the celebrities that were in there um jennifer hudson wasn't too bad on the eyes um, for myself <laughs> <laughs> but um i uh, love to see her she took her nails off she said she's very competitive so she was ready to go and then everyone and you know Stephen a and 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 uh and uncle shay and uh, and 50 and 50 cent um, they were going back and forth. I love that. Um, so that was, that was my favorite part of Friday night. And then, of course, you get to the Saturday nights, the three-point contest. Never disappoints. It never disappoints. Dame Dollar, back-to-back um, -back, uh, champion there. I actually picked him to win. Um, and then you get to well, – well, well, we'll get to that part in there. But all, overall, <laughs> overall, and then you got the uh, the skill competition as well. Can't leave that out yeah. because Team Pacers uh, did a great job of, of, of doing that. They came in and they felt really good about winning, and then they did just that. So those are the things that I, that stood out for me, Jane. And Friday and Saturday night were, were very, um, you know, for the most part, very entertaining for me. Yeah, man, I feel like we're on the same page with this. I, I really enjoyed the uh, celebrity game, man, because yes. they were yes. actually out there playing basketball. You know, yes. they were competing. Yes. You could tell that both sides wanted to win. Um, you know, Micah was taking yeah. it pretty seriously. There were a couple yeah. moments I was like, man, Micah, chill out. Man. Yeah, like, seriously, man. going a little too hard. But, <laughs> but overall, man, I definitely enjoyed that. And even the Rising Stars competition, yeah. as you mentioned, I, I thought that was uh, very entertaining as well. Then Saturday night absolutely did not yeah. 
three-point K-Walk. Obviously, the, the three-point shootout, I think that has become sort yeah. of like my favorite thing on Friday, on Saturday night. But then when you add the Steph versus element yes, into it, man, that, yeah. that really just made Saturday night all that much yeah. better. The dunk contest is kind of is what it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, I'll not the, the negative aspect when we got to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but let, let, let's stop on Steph versus Sabrina for a minute, yeah. man, because this was kind of like something new. Definitely mm -hmm. had my interest. Even my wife, who doesn't really watch a ton right. of sports, stopped to pay attention to Steph versus <laughs> Sabrina. What did you think going in? And then just what were your thoughts on that overall event? I really, well, it's hard. I'm never going to go against Steph, man. You, it's hard to go against Stephanie when you're talking about going up against the greatest shooter of all time, um, unarguably, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care who you are. You're not going to say Steph is no one's better than Steph. But going in, I thought she would be very competitive. I was rooting for her, um, you know, especially when she said, hey, listen, I'm going to shoot from the three-point line. And yeah. she was she was allowed to shoot from the WNBA's uh, three-point line. But she said, no, no, no. I'm used to shooting from the you know end up, I mean, the NBA three-point line, so I'm gonna stick with that. And I think she won the competition, Jay. In my opinion, she <laughs> did shoot from the three-point line, yeah. the three-point line, and she only lost by what uh, three? I think it was three, three. yeah, three. And I think she scored more. I know she had a female, I mean, a WNBA best size basketball. But still, everything else was, you know, was fair in, in my opinion. And I think she did outscore some of the three-point shooters. Um, yeah. And I think she would have finished first had yeah you know, had the best round at least. Yep. You know, with the round that she had in a, in, a, in the regular NBA uh, three-point shooting contest um, as well. So yeah, this hats off to her. I thought she won because she was so close and she shot from the same distance for the most part yeah. as Steph did. Yeah, she did a phenomenal job, man. Yeah, and when she yeah. came out and hit, like, what did she hit? Like 10, 12 yeah, in a row yeah, to start? Yeah. Like, that got me out of my seat. What? That, that got me out of my seat because I was like, uh-oh, Steph might be yes. in trouble. Because she cooled off a little bit yeah. later in the in the racks, which opened the door for Steph. But, man, yeah. she she absolutely, I mean, she did a phenomenal job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, I was – because I sent it to the thread, I said, "Why is she shooting from from the um the yeah, NBA yeah. three? I would have been fine with her shooting from the WNBA three. I know a lot yeah. of people, you know, made us think about oh she there, there would be there would be people that said what they were going to say regardless. Right, but exactly. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she's uh, she could shoot the lights out, obviously. Yeah. Um, so man, that that was just very entertaining. Hopefully, man, they'll spin that thing forward and maybe yeah. next year." If Caitlin Clark, Caitlin is Clark, in w, yeah. Yeah. get her involved, like you know, maybe get yeah. Dame involved. It'd be fun to you know kind of add a new twist to I it. So I think you're onto something, Jay. Yeah, man, that that was definitely a, a high for me. Let's talk about some of the one thing. One thing I oh, failed ahead, to mention on. too. One thing I failed to mention is in in the uh, in the um, the skills competition or in the All Star game, the uh, celebrity All Star game, uh, the LAD court. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Jay. I, I was like, oh, this is kind of good. But I'm like, whoa, this is kind of, kind of, you know, trippy as well. But I think overall I liked it. But what was your, what was your thought? I thought they couldn't see it at first, but they were able to see it. But what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, man, I, I was kind of on the fence about the court. Yeah. At first I was like, okay. But then I, I was wondering, like, is this a distraction? Like, are, are the yeah. lights, like, getting in the way of shoot? Like, I, I was just thinking. And then I, I think some people were saying maybe the footing on the court wasn't as solid 
because okay. of the LED mm-hmm. lighting. I don't yeah. know. I guess for me, it was okay. Like I, I didn't yeah, mind it, but it's not necessarily something that I was like, oh, we got to have that court. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but but you mentioned, um, shoot, why, why am I generally? You mentioned Jennifer Hudson. He's easy yeah. on the eyes that night. Yeah. I got to throw one in there too, man. The host, Cassidy Hubbard for me. Ooh, I, I was, okay. that was, that okay, was the Jeff, one for me that night. Yeah, Cassidy, Cassidy <laughs> was on it that night for sure. But those are the highs. Okay, well, let's go, let's go to some of the lows of, um, of, of the weekend, man. What didn't you like about All-Star Weekend? Jay, I have to be honest with you. I was laying down and I fell asleep doing a hat during the All-Star game. I really <laughs> did, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there's nothing else to watch, ladies and gentlemen. I just knew what it was going to be. When I looked at, like, you know, the, the, the betting line and things of that nature, the, the, the over-under was like 336. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, and you know, I, I watched some of the stuff, Jay. I knew what it was going to be. We we're going to see. We we're going to see a, a, a better dunk contest within the within the All Star game. Yeah. You got to get those guys out there. I'm pretty sure we'll touch on that a little bit later. But um, we just, I just knew what it was going to be. Did I see eight people scoring thirty points? I'm, I'm exaggerating. Dame hitting three pointers from the half court line. I think he hit two. I yeah. saw one. I said, "Good gracious!" Did he just hit that? And he made it look so pure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had what? Cat. I think he had. What fifty? I think he had. Yeah, he had fifty. Um, yeah, and then a bunch of people had, uh, you know, had thirty points. So it was just like, you know, a lot of people are complaining about, you know, how non-competitive it is, and it's just for show. I, I love Luca and and uh, and Jokic as well. I love what they did, uh, you know, for the most part. But overall, Jay, it's just non-competitive. It's just not what we were used to seeing, you know, when we were, you know, when you know. MJ and all those guys yep. back in the day were, you know, competitive. They really wanted to win the game. Um, yep. They wanted to win, you know, their respective uh, conferences. So, um, yeah, I mean, it uh, in the dunk contest, of course, the dunk contest, definitely disappointing. Um, other than uh, McClung, um, you know, he uh, he brought some good stuff to the to the, yeah. to the table. Yeah, I'm um, no, no disappointment there. Deserved to win there. But some of the scoring there, Jay, as well. Jalen Brown got what a 49 for that one dunk. I'm like, what are you? What is yeah, this? Judges were now, definitely yeah, suspect, man. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> man. And then he comes out with the Michael Jackson glove, and he just does a basic dunk. All he did was just <laughs> dunk it with the glove hand. Like, you know what, Jay? I, I you know that's it's good disappointing. I know we say it every single year. And then someone comes in there to save it a little bit, like McClung did last year and and this year again. Um, so yeah, those are the two things that that were most disappointing to me. Though. Yeah, man, and we're we're mm-hmm. dead on again with this. I hated the All Star Game, K. Walk. Yeah. I, I I basically watched the first half, yeah. and it, it was really unwatchable. The only reason yeah. I was watching it because there, there was nothing else on. Nothing I, else. That's I, I ended up like going to one of the streaming services. I I was watching old episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> K. Walk. That's that's how bad the yeah. All Star Game was, yeah. man. Uh, it, it was unwatchable mm. to me, man. And I and it's disappointing because, like you said, man, like I can remember being a kid, like watching Dr. J and those guys yeah. out there competing. Larry Bird, Magic yeah. Johnson. Then when MJ came along, it, it was it's sort yeah. of like a pride thing. Like I'm gonna go out here and show you yeah. guys I'm the best guy in the league. Kobe carried that tradition on. Yeah. And then, man, and I, I'm not putting it all on LeBron, but it seemed like when when the league became LeBron's mm-hmm. some of the competitiveness, some of the, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like it seems like that has kind of taken over yeah. the NBA right now, man. And I don't know what it is about these guys. 
but it seems like they're afraid to compete. Like they're afraid yeah. to fail. Like they're just, let's just go out here and Great put point. on a show so yep. we don't have to compete with one another. I don't understand it, man. Like it, is it the money? Maybe like, maybe they're just making so much money. They don't care. Um, I, maybe maybe there's some fear factor there of being embarrassed, you yeah, know, think, not not yeah. being able to live up to it. I don't know what it is, but the NBA's got to figure out something, K Wall, because they can't keep putting that product out there because no. everything I've seen about it, K Wall, the fans didn't like it, man. No. And, and I think the they might be under like the false impression that things are always going to be great. Like we're making a ton of money, we're everything's great. It can turn on you in a hurry, man. Like yes, as soon sir. as the TV contracts are like, well, we we ain't really getting mm-hmm. the bang for our buck. Things yeah. can change quickly, man. So, is there anything the NBA can do to fix it, K. Walt? Other than talk to these guys, no, Jay. I mean, because you you see the regular season, and we know what the regular season is like, and we constantly talk about these guys scoring 70 points, 60 points. On yeah. any given night, we see different guys scoring, you know, these amount of points. So we can't be, you know, disappointed or be surprised. I don't want to say disappointed, but be surprised at the fact that, you know, they've scored so many points in the yeah. All-Star game because essentially the NBA in regular season, in some in some instances are like an all-star game. No one wants to play defense. Um, to answer the question, Jay, I just don't know what, what you're going to do unless someone's going to step up, you know, and 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 want to take over after LeBron leaves and bring that competitive, you know, uh nature back to the uh back to the game where we're seeing guys play defense and we're seeing guys, you know, scores are like 99 to you know to, yeah. to 97 or something like that. I know we I don't think we're gonna go that far back into it, Jay. But, you know, seeing these guys score 150 points a night and, and and things of that nature, man, that's just ridiculous. It's just like, you know, what are you doing it for? And like you said, maybe it's to prolong their career. We get that. They're making so much money. But it feels like they're not earning it, Jay. And it's and, and to go back to something you, you, you touched on is that they just want to put on a show. Yeah. And that's what they get. They want to be entertained. And that's what some of these kids in this, this generation today are about. They want yeah. to be entertained. They don't want to put in that work. They just want to be that showman dribble for a thousand minutes and go nowhere. You know what I mean? And just, you know, just put on a show, uh, uh, you know, that effect. But um, that's the only thing I could think of Jay is someone has to come up, come in and step, take the reins and say, listen, let's take this back. Let's be more competitive. And, you know, I don't know what they could say, or just just, let's be more competitive. Or or I think something to the effect, like Patrick Beverly just came out and said, like, when I, when we play Philly, I'm shutting, uh, I'm going to be in Kyle Lowry's, you know what? So something like that to get this started and make maybe Kyle Lowry will take, you know, uh, offense to that. And maybe that can start to snowball and everybody else around them. And then the league will take notice of that and then say, okay, I'm going to shut this guy down when we play, shut this guy down when we play, you know, maybe Patrick Beverly sparks something, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, because (laughs) I like, that's just not entertaining to me. And you're right. Maybe the younger generation finds that entertaining. I don't like watching guys make wide open layups, wide open dunks. Some of the threes, especially Dame Lillard hit. Okay. That's impressive. Shooting some threes from half court. Definitely impressive, but it just doesn't feel like when I was watching, I was like, they need to get, they need to scrap this game. It it almost feels like the pro bowl did before they decided, let's just Mm -hmm. get rid of the pro bowl. Like, could they go to like, Two on play some two on two, play mm-hmm. some one on one, like do something because right. this this is terrible. This is not yeah. working, man. Um, and then let's let's go do the dunk contest as well, okay? Well, because that was another low for me. 
Um, and and I kind of expected it. Like I did not yeah. come into the dunk contest expecting anything great. But even with low expectations, for me, it still was a bit of a disappointment. And again, I don't want to blame everything on LeBron, but it feels <laughs> like to me, you know, when it was his turn to step up, the, you know, yeah. all the greats have done it. Okay, Walk, they've all yeah. been in the dunk contest. Yes. They've all competed in it. Win, lose, or draw, they all went out there yeah. and, and, and said, okay, I'm going to compete. But when it, when it came to LeBron, when it was his time, all of a sudden he's not going to compete, which yeah. kind of set the tone for the league of all the guys that came after him. Oh, yeah. if LeBron didn't compete. We're not going to compete. It doesn't matter. It, whatever, yeah. you know, just let's right. be cool. Let's stand on the sideline. Let's look cool. Whatever the case may be. Right. Do you, do you put any other blame on LeBron K walk for the current culture of the NBA? Yeah. Uh, he, he's the goat, right? And, 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 <laughs> and a lot of people's minds, he's the goat. So we got to follow the goat. Right. And then he doesn't do, he hasn't participated in one dunk contest in his 20 year career, not one. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about him being the goat and then, you know, you see MJ do it. You see, uh, you see Kobe do it and all these other guys who are considered, you know, to be in that, that goat um, art, that, that goat conversation. Yep. And, you know, like you said, MJ won it and MJ lost it a, a, as well. And, you know, and he's, you know, in my opinion and in your opinion as well, he's the GOAT. I'm not saying that's why he's the GOAT, but he is the GOAT because he has done everything. He has, you know, these championships after championships and scoring titles after scoring titles and defensive player of the year, all these, you know, accolades uh, as well. LeBron, for whatever reason, he's afraid. He's like that. He's, he's that guy that it's three seconds left. And MJ, are you MJ's taking a shot to win the game? LeBron's passing the ball to win the yeah. game. So yeah. you know, and he, you know, he said, you know, he, he's always got a reason for it. I'm not saying saying excuse. No, it's saying say excuse. He's always got a reason for why he doesn't take that shot. So but he just doesn't have that mentality, Jay. This is yeah. bottom line. He doesn't have that mentality. He doesn't have that killer mentality. We all know that. I don't care if you're a fan or not. He does not have that mentality. And there's no way you can you go you you can convince me to say that otherwise. But you know, to answer maybe Jay, the answer is because I've been watching this a little bit on TikTok, and I see some of these 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 TikTokers yes. out here and these yes. dunkers, and they were making some amazing dunks. Jay, maybe we can say uh, salvage or save the. Uh, or the NBA can save the uh, dunk contest by bringing some of these TikTokers in there, giving yeah. them some notoriety, that things of that nature, because there are some crazy, crazy and very, very impressive dunks out there. So maybe the NBA should start looking at, you know, TikTok and these these young guys and, and what they're able to, to to do, because they're, they're again, they're very impressive. Yeah, man. I, I saw somebody say, to, you know, speaking to kind of what you are talking about, these guys that we're seeing on TikTok or yeah. other video clips saying, Bring those guys into yeah. it, but let let sort of like an NBA player be attached to them. Like I'm sponsoring this guy. Yeah. Like, this is my guy. This is your guy. You want to That's do your it. guy, right? Yeah. So now we got we got some NBA players attached to them, yeah. and, but they're the ones actually going out there yeah. and dunking because I think that would bring a new level of creativity and excitement. Because right now it's almost like what else can they do? Like I feel yeah, like we've saying. seen. It, pretty much every dunk that the NBA guys are, are willing to try. try Maybe some exactly. of these other guys with yeah. not as much to lose Thank you. might exactly. try some more high-risk stuff. So they, they got to do something because, I don't know, man. Like, overall, I, I still think it's an entertaining weekend. There was enough good stuff on Friday night, enough good For stuff sure. on Saturday yeah. to still make it an entertaining weekend. But the letdown of the game on, on Sunday night and then obviously the dunk contest – 
capping yeah. off Saturday night. It just feels like an anticlimactic way to like yeah. end a good weekend. But I, I will say, K Walk, the, the tone of the league just feels different. Like yeah. uh, under Magic and Bird, there was a, a tone of the league. Jordan's reign, a definite tone in the league. Yeah. Kobe, Shaq. Like there was a tone about the league. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to beat up on LeBron, but there's definitely a different <laughs> tone of the league. Now that it's his league, it, it just feels different, man. And uh, I yep. don't love it, K-Walk. Nah, I don't like <laughs> it either. I don't love it either, it, I don't I don't love it either Jay. But um, let's stay on the NBA, man. Let's let's talk about Doc Rivers, man. Uh, he's getting he's getting beat up, man. There's some yeah. people firing like some shots. <laughs> They're firing some shots at Doc, man. And um, really, my my question is pretty simple, K-Walk. Can Doc figure it out? Like like, let's fast forward to the playoffs. Is Doc going to have it figured out in Milwaukee, or or is this going to end up being like a total disaster? You know what, Jay? I, before JJ Reddick come at, came out and said what he said about yeah. Doc, um, I, I was on board. I was I was saying the same thing. If he hasn't figured it out by now, I don't think he's going to figure it out because of the fact of the matter. He's had so much talent. He's coached so many talented teams. You know, Boston. You, you know, he was with uh, with the Clippers and, and you know with those guys, and now he's with the Bucks. And it's always like he's he's got a reason or excuse for why he can't get it done. It's always yeah. the players. It's never himself. And I love J.J. Riddick, you know, when he came out and said that, yeah. you know, there has to be some accountability there. And, yeah. you know, there, and he never takes accountability for that. But everywhere you go, you know, you know my <laughs> saying, everywhere you go, if it smells the same, then it's you, you know what I mean? It's you. Yeah. Um. So there, there is just no excuses anymore, you know, you know, with this guy. Um. So, yeah, I, can he get it to answer the question? I, he can but i don't think he will jay i don't think he will i think we're going to see something go awry and he may not be out i think because they would assign him to like a five-year deal or whatever that number is yeah but we know that's just you know for you know that's just for formality purposes you know anybody can sign a five-year deal and be out in five weeks you know we know how that is but um i I don't think the bucks want to do that so um i don't think they're going to go that route because it's what the third fourth coach in the last two, three years. So I don't think they want to, they don't want to go that route, but I don't know. He will. I don't think he will. I don't think doc will for whatever reason. I think the bucks are the problem with in this situation. I do believe it's the bucks problem. This, this, in, in this, um, um, and this situation for Doc, other other Doc, I mean, other situations, I think it was more so Doc, but this situation, I really do think it's the Bucks because you got your third coach in the last two years, so that's got to say something about the players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and K. Walk, I I never thought I'd say this, but I'm starting to think now, looking back to that Celtics team, that maybe they won a championship in yeah. spite of Doc, not necessarily because, but in that. spite of. I saw um. Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce on, on one of the podcasts talking, and they were talking about how sometimes Doc would draw something up on the clipboard, but when they went out on the court, Rondo would be like, we ain't doing that. And Rondo would just like, you know, yeah. draw something up or just run something or call something. And yeah. we know Rondo is known throughout the league as a super high Q guy, basketball yeah. savant. So I'm saying, okay, look, maybe Rondo was kind yeah. of the driving force behind a yeah. lot of those X's and O's, and they end up winning in, in spite of Doc and not because of Doc. I'm with you. I don't think they get it done in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. I just, it just, 
you know, if they haven't figured it, it's not that hard. Like if you haven't figured it out yet, it's not like he went to a team that was losing. He Seriously. went to a team that was winning yeah. and now they're losing. So right. I'm with you, man. It, it, <laughs> it feels like it's going to be a disaster, but you brought up a good point. K walk. You said some of this has got to be on the organization. Yeah. I don't want to let Giannis slip through this without no. any criticism because he's mm. Rumor has it, let's say, that he's behind some of these coach firings, yes. right? Like he wasn't happy, so they made a change. He's not happy again, they make a change. Like, how much does how much weight does Giannis have to bear for, for what's going on in, in Milwaukee? I think he has to bear at least half of it, Jay, if if, if not more, uh, to yeah. be honest with you. But when you when you come to when you go to Giannis and you try to and you you try to call him out, you know he'll he'll sit there and he'll give it back to you and he'll say, "Well, it's not me. I don't play this for this. I don't do this." You know he'll make excuses and he'll he won't say that it's him. He won't he won't do it. It just he just won't put it on him. Another guy who has to have accountability for it, um, you know, for his actions because. He came out and said, you know, uh, what, a year ago before he signed that extension, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll make sure that we're all on the same page. Well, we know what that meant. It's like, yeah. you know, we'll make sure if they listen to what I have to say or they, they listen to, to me and they do what I say, then, it, you know, that's what I that's what I got out of <laughs> yeah. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll be all right. And But, you know, he did it. He's done it. And it still hasn't gotten it. It still hasn't gotten it right. So yeah, you got someone's got to go out there and and, and got to say, Giannis, you know, when are you going to put this on you? When are you going to put this? Well, put it on yourself and say, listen, he's not going to admit that he's the reason why these coaches aren't there, but he's got to say something like, you know, well, you know, he didn't work because of this. He didn't work because of that. What what is it? Because you're getting different coaches, but you're getting the same results. So that's got to be something with the with the players. Um, it's got to be with the players, Jay. And I'm I'm watching the Bucks and the Heat the other night, and the, and they, and uh, the Bucks and the Heat just blew the Bucks out. And you know, without without Jimmy Butler, uh, without the recently uh, um, acquired uh, Terry Rozier, uh, without another player as well, uh, Josh Richardson, and these guys just went out rookies and second year guys went into their building and and just blew them out of the blew them out of the gym. Jay, their their issue is they don't want to play defense. We talked yep. about the defensive aspect of it. We talked about defense in the All Star game and earlier as well in, in the regular season. These guys don't want to commit to the, the defensive side of the ball. We know Drew Holiday was a big part of that. Now Drew's on, you know, he's with Boston right now, and you see how Boston's taking off. So it's got to tell you something there. Defense is a big part of this game. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not winning, if you're not if you're not playing defense, you're not going to win any championships. That's just the bottom line. No matter how wide open this league is, at some point, as the season gets closer and closer yep. to the end, you're going to have to start playing defense. This Absolutely. is the bottom line. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I'm watching this, Jane. I'm looking at these guys, just chairs, man. These chairs are top-notch luxury chairs. The benches. <laughs> I'm looking at them like, okay, these guys are just sitting down there. They're like the first yeah. class. I mean, you have to look at it. That's something I took out of it because it's made me just think that, you know, these this is the type of mentality that these guys have. Is It's, it's probably Giannis's fault. I'm putting everything. Just like you put a lot of the league issues on LeBron, yep. I'm putting a lot of Bucks issues on, on Giannis. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. man, I think you have to like any other superstar like wouldn't escape the criticism so i yeah. think Giannis he has to take it as well you know what i mean like he's he's part of it he he wants to act like that he's not involved or he's not calling shots but i don't believe it Giannis. Yeah. like so yeah. i think he has to take a brunt of the blame mm -hmm. as well 
Um, before we move on, K Walk, we got a couple comments, man. Brittany, okay. Brittany, uh, she's not here tonight, but um, I'm assuming this is BMJ, Brittany, Monique Jones. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the court, it looked weird. And um, she also said, you know, all-star weekends is just not exciting anymore, man. It's it's for the young, for the young kids under 20. So Brit's kind of feeling the same way we're feeling about uh the all-star weekend. <laughs> All right, Britt. Yeah, I'm glad you're tuning in and and uh, giving your thoughts and opinion on yeah, this, Britt. Dunk this contest was trash, man. <laughs> Britt, I can't I can't disagree with you on that one. I cannot disagree with you on that one. I don't know if it can be fixed, but um, yeah, they definitely got to do something. They got to do yeah, something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, one more NBA uh topic, K. Walk, before we go to our first break. Jacques mm -hmm. Vaughn, real quick, he was let go by the um. The yeah. What were your thoughts on that, man? It looks like um. Kevin Ali, I think, is going to take over Kevin for now. Ali. Yeah, but uh, they let Vaughn go. Would you think about that firing? I was surprised, Jay, because I like Jacques Vaughn, especially in the situation that he came in. You know, with you know, with, with everything that went on with the you know those the big three and all, and, yeah. and, and Ben Simmons and everything like that. So if he wasn't going to win with those guys, man, and you you and you knew how they were, it's kind of like we talked about with the Bucks, man. Same kind of same same situation with the Bucks, even though. Right now, Brooklyn doesn't, you know, have those weapons, but it's hard to lead this team, and they just don't have any big name guys there um, that that can get it done. A lot of role players are with Brooklyn Nets, man. I like the Brooklyn Nets organization. I've I've liked what they've done and what they tried to do to get the organization back on the map to compete with the the, the Knicks. I think the Knicks' success has a lot to do with. It's firing as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like Jock Vaughn. I thought he was in a piece put in a situation, in a no-win situation, um, to, to, be, uh, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I liked him, man. I, I think he'll get another shot somewhere down the road, maybe. Uh, definitely an assistant somewhere. But uh, Jacques was one of my favorites, man. Even playing, even watching him play back in you know his Kansas days, um, you know, uh, for sure. But, um, yeah, this, this is a tough When I read that, Jay, I thought – I'm like, why? Why now? You know, yeah. why now? Why do an all-star break before you come back? You know, just let it ride out because they're not really playing for anything. So let's just see, you know, just give him experience because they're not, again, there's no one's going to come in there now to, to change it. All of a sudden they're, they're, they're going to be in the, in the playoff hunt or even in the, um, you know, maybe they can try to make a run for a playing game, but I, I don't see that happening. Kevin Ali is is a, is is a good coach. He's a is he's an okay coach. Yeah. Nothing against him, but I think they should have gave Jock a little bit more time. To be honest with you, so it's very surprising to me. Yeah, that, that was like my first thought too. Like it's, it always surprises me because it's like, well, what were your expectations? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't nobody was expecting right. the Nets to make a deep playoff run. Nobody was expecting <laughs> them to be one of the best teams in the East. I mean, they're 11th in the standings, but they're only yeah. four or five games out of being like an eight, nine seat. So like yeah. they, they, they could have made it That's to the playing play, play yeah, tournament. Yeah. Like, so what was the, the, the hastiness to get rid of this guy? Like, so yeah. sometimes these organizations, man, I just don't think they have realistic expectations about who they are. Like yeah. the Nets are not the Boston Celtics. They're just not, no. like, they're no. not the Miami heat. They're not the Milwaukee bucks. They're not the Sixers. Like they're not the Pacers. Like there's teams right. that everyone knows are, are the upper echelon of that Eastern Conference, and the Nets just aren't one of them. Uh, like you said, tough situation, man. Had KD, Kyrie, and Harden 
all three of those guys are gone. I mean, what do you want this yeah. guy to do? So and, yeah, and man, Ben I felt Simmons. Like, yeah, yeah. Simmons, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah. So, <laughs> witness protection program. Witness protection, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, always injured. I mean, that's yeah. what they yeah. even changed his nickname to. Yeah, man. Always injured Simmons, <laughs> man, because this guy is never healthy. Uh, but yeah, man, I felt like it's a little unfair to, to, to Vaughn just to, to let him go like that yeah, without, sure. you know, I mean, what were you expecting? So. But anyway, man, that, that, I guess that's the nature of the beast. Let's take a break, K-Walk. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk. We got to talk about K-Walk's 49ers. They fired Steve Wilkes. I got to get K-Walk's thoughts on that. We're also going to give you some of the best quarterbacks coming out in the NFL draft. It'll be interesting to see if what K-Walk and I think or what all the so-called experts think as well. We're also going to talk about some sports records that could never be broken and we're even going to get into a little bit of NCAA basketball as we start to approach March and get closer to the tournament. So we got a lot of good stuff still on the docket. So stick around. You're listening to the Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight, but we know she's listening. Britt, we miss you. We'll see you back next week. It's a good time, ladies and gentlemen, for you to like this, to share it, to subscribe to the channel. We're, we're trying to grow this thing, so any support from you would be great. Also, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Check us out there as well. All right, K-Walk, some aftermath from the Super Bowl. Your 49ers decided to part ways with Steve Wilkes. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, well, let me say this. I thought... I thought the 49ers played pretty good defense in the Super Bowl. I think in regulation, you hold Patrick Mahomes to, what, 19 points in regulation. I think going in, everybody would have said, yeah, we'll take that. We feel like we can win. You're going to hold them to 19 over four quarters. We'll take that. But where I can see that maybe Shanahan felt like he needed to make a change I think if you look at some of the games before that, when you look at Detroit, when you look at Green Bay, when you even go back to some of the games in the regular season, you, you, were, you were looking at this defense saying something's just not right. Like these guys are underperforming. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, what were your thoughts on Steve Wilkes being let go? Was it the right decision, the wrong decision? Where are you at on all this? Yeah, Jay, I completely agree with the decision. I, as soon as it was over, I was telling my wife, I said, Steve Wilkes is going to be gone. I didn't know he was going to be gone that early, yeah. but I, I knew he was going to be gone because of the fact of the matter is everything that you mentioned. You mentioned those games, those Green Bay games and those Detroit games, uh, and that, uh, and also 
going back to the regular season. I'm not going to put the Baltimore Ravens game on him because I think that was more so a Brock Purdy thing. You know, some of the turnovers, he had four turnovers. That's hard to overcome for any defense. So I'll throw that one out the window. But when you go back to their their three game losing streak when they lost to uh, when they lost to uh, to um, uh, to the Browns, uh, you know, even though the, the 49ers offense was able to overcome that, they missed a field goal at the end. Too many points given up by a third string quarterback at the time, PJ Walker. Yeah. And then you look at and then you look at the next game against Minnesota. Um, no sacks in that game against Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins just lit them up. I mean, no sacks in that game. And then when you go to the following game against Cincinnati. Then, um, you know, you see them just, you know, Joe Burrow, granted, Joe Burrow and and Chase, uh, you know, uh, Jamar Chase and and T. Higgins and those guys are good offense, but they weren't that good. They made 49ers defense look like it was um, just transparent. It's just like you can just like a hot knife through butter, if you will. And that was the time when Steve Wilkes was in the booth, I mean, up in the booth. Uh And then that that led into, you know, um, it was a bye week for the for the 49ers at the time. Kyle Shanahan pulled him out the booth, you know, changed the locks on that booth, made sure he didn't get back up in there because the fact of the matter, you know, a lot of the players were complaining about there was no, you know, there was there was no engagement there, there was no there was no communication there. It was just like one guy talking on the phone to him and letting him know, like, you know, what's going on. Whereas you see the previous coordinators with uh, D'Amico Ryans and going back to Robert Sala um, a- as well. Those guys were down on the field when a big play happened. They were jumping, they were bumping, yeah. you know, all that all that energy. That's what the 49ers were looking for. That's what that defense needs, uh, needed. And, um, you know, they overcame all of those games that we mentioned, uh, the Green Bay, the Detroit game, and and then the, and the most part of the, uh, of the, uh, the Chiefs game. But when you saw what happened in the overtime game where – uh, Steve Wilson was kind of a little lackadaisical there. He was a little soft there, man. And Kyle Shanahan had to call a timeout. Look, I don't like this defensive look. Yeah, you yeah. know, pre-snap read. I don't like this look. Let's call this. Let's call that uh, or what have you. And a lot of people are saying that um, – you know, Steve Wilkes is an scapegoat because they lost. That's not the reason why he, he, he was gone before. He was go, he was going to be gone no matter what, in my personal opinion, because he just did like like to, to use Kyle Shanahan's words. He wasn't the right fit, man. He just wasn't the right fit. They brought him in because they thought that, you know, he was more of a secondary guy. Um, he can communicate with the secondary, which is you know arguably the weakest point, uh, the weakest part of the 49ers defense. So bringing a, a defensive coordinator in there and um, working with those guys. And he came in saying that, listen, I'm not going to, they're not going to have to adapt to me. I'm going to have to adapt to what they do. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't know if that was just an interview tool to get him the job, Jay, but nonetheless it worked, but unfortunately it wasn't, it, it wasn't the right move. It wasn't the right fit. Um, so I, I, I definitely agree with the move and, um, and nothing against, you know, Steve Wilkes, man. It's just not the right fit for for the 49ers and what they're accustomed of doing um there weren't no stunts there um there were no there were just there was just no twist there you know no no blitzing it was just he was just relying on the, the front four to get it done unfortunately it wasn't enough yeah man you you said a lot of good stuff there I, I was writing some notes down as you were talking and one of the things i wrote was not a good fit so yeah, it's just yeah. because i think when you look at his numbers i think Stat-wise, they're pretty they similar to, to D'Amico yeah. Ryan's the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's a pretty good defensive coordinator. Like, I don't think anyone's going to say if Steve Wilkes is incompetent, mm-hmm. he's a bum, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, Definitely I think he's not. a good coordinator. 
But you're right. Like it, I, I just don't think it was the right fit for the 49ers. When when I was coaching, man, like I, offensive coaches would always say, like we want to have a defensive coordinator that goes well with the offense, right? And and for some people, like they're like, what? Like that doesn't make sense. But the team I was coaching with, we they were a high flying, fast paced offense. Mm-hmm. Snap the ball fast, score a lot of points. That's just yeah. how they like to play offense. But they wanted to. Do, they didn't want to bend but don't break defense. Like keep them out there on the field a long time. Yeah. Hold them to three after they you know possess the ball. They wanted a defense that was going to just get after you, yeah. either score on us or have a three and out. But we don't yeah. want anything in between because we want to get the ball back. Right. So the idea was let's have a defense that matches our offense. And I think in a lot of ways. Steve Wilkes's style just doesn't match what no. Shanahan wants to do offensively. Exactly. So I agree with you. It's just a bad fit. It's not that yeah. he's bad. It's just not the right yeah, fit. Yeah, exactly. Anytime, you know, yeah. pulling somebody out of the booth or, or putting somebody yeah. in the booth, like anytime you see that change, that's yeah. a telltale sign that there's that things are about to change, man, because I've seen that all too yeah. often. But yeah, I agree sure. with you, man. Like, I just think for the 49ers – probably not the right guy good coordinator hopefully somebody else will give him the opportunity hopefully yes and just not for them have they made a hire yet k walk or are they no not as anybody on your radar that you're hoping on my my radar on my radar ladies and gentlemen my radar is i i I know it's a wish list it's a big wish list but hey bill belichick why not (laughs) i mean i i'm gonna lobby for this guy i know it's probably you know it's 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 far-fetched but listen this is my selling point. Listen, you got Bill Belichick, who's guy who's not going to be coaching this year unless he takes a defensive coordinator position, yeah. which is the only one is left is the 49ers. You're going to have a, a great offense there. I hey, listen, what you would what you do you love to do, uh, Bill Belichick, more than anything else? You love to coach and you love to teach. So, hey, come bring these guys in here and you can steal your your knowledge, your wisdom, um, your experience on these guys. Then not only that, you know, you'll be in a room by yourself. You don't have to worry about Kyle Shanahan walking in the room or, or you know, you, he loves to be on the sidelines. So he'll be on the sidelines. So you got to worry about that. Um, Kyle Shanahan can learn some stuff from him. Maybe yeah. game, game management. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Kyle and again learn some game management from, 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 from Bill yeah. Belichick. So it's a win-win, you know. Kyle Shanahan's offensive scheme with Bill Belichick's defensive scheme. Ooh, that's sexy. It's, it's the more and more I think about it, the more and more I, I think it's a good fit. Will he do it? Yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. But yeah, uh, you know, that's that's my that's my wish list, Jay. But I know it probably won't happen. But uh other guys out there, you know, maybe um Lonnie uh, Hollins, uh, the the defensive, I mean the uh, linebacker coach there, because um, they're looking internally and externally. Mike Rabel, uh, also who didn't why didn't yep. get a, a head coaching job, it's yep. very surprising to me. Uh, bring him in, still a young coach and a very you know obviously very hungry. Mike Vrabel, um, but yeah, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel. Um, right now, um, I think there's a young man out of USC that's a hot commodity. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he's a hot commodity. But the, on my wish list, Jay, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are, are, are the two top candidates for me. Yeah, those are two great ones, man. If they could yeah. get either one of those. I would love yeah. – I, I don't think you're, – you're right. I don't think Belichick would do yeah. it, but I yeah. would love to see it. Because yeah. sometimes, like, when you're the head coach, there's so many moving parts that you have to manage that yeah. it almost gets you away from mm. – the, the X's and O's, like the daily yeah. X's and O's. Like I'd love to see Belichick kind of let go of all the, those other responsibilities yeah. and just coach up a defense. 
man, that that could be something to see, yeah. especially one year. a defense one with year? the talent of the 49ers, man. That 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 would be very interesting, K Walls. Give so. us one year, Bill. You get, <laughs> get a Super Bowl and he can go back to coaching to get yeah. that coaching job. We'll give you the assistant head coach position as well. You know that's more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that, that's gonna be interesting, man. <laughs> All right, K Walk. The draft is is, is approaching. Um, it's always about the quarterbacks. Obviously there's some names out there that the people love. Some of them I like, some of them I'm not sure of who are your top guys, man. Do you have a top three, a top four quarterbacks coming out this year that you feel pretty good about? Yeah, Jay, I wanted to go with the consensus for the most part, but I had to I had to deter from that a little bit just to be different. Um, but I I do I know I, I the, the hype is around Caleb Williams. We, yep. we get all lad, you know, he's going to be number one overall. Will the Bears, uh, you know, will the Bears keep that pick? Will they trade it? You know, will they give it to someone else? Will they keep uh, Justin Fields? They're just in a great position and with all that salary cap as well. It's over sixty million in salary cap space, so the Bears are in a good position. Um, a lot of people had uh, Drake May, uh, the uh, quarterback out of uh, University of North Carolina, second. Yep. I, I I went a different route here. I like Michael Penix Jr. Man, I really do like him. Young man out of uh, out of Washington, lefty there, who you know got his team to the uh, the national championship. Um, so I, I like Michael Penix Jr. I you know I think he will be a good fit. You know he'll be like a tour tongue of a lower, a little stronger arm. Less mobile, well, they probably buy his mobile. It's got the same type of mobility, yeah. but I, I like him, man. I just don't want him bringing, I don't want him put in a position where he's going to have to start right away. I think he's one of going to be those developmental type quarterbacks, and yeah. he has to be put in the right position in order, you know, so in order for him to succeed down the road. Um, Jaden Daniels, a lot of people are talking about Jaden Daniels. I, I think he's like a uh, he, he's like a Bryce Young man, just not too short, but just he's frail, man. Yeah, he is smallish, frail. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they got him up there, uh, Jay. But um, but I, I like him. But my top three right now are Caleb Williams, uh, Michael Penix, and I, I do like Drake May out of North, the University of North Carolina. I do like these three guys, and they all bring something different. But the only thing I put of Kalen Williams is because of his his success, Jay. But I don't know what he's going to be like. I can't see how he's going to be in the NFL. He doesn't strike me as an NFL quarterback for some reason or another. I don't know why it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. But I, I just don't see the hype around him. I mean, I see why he, he's the best out of this class. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see him. You know, people willing to trade up to get him, you know, move up to number one and give up, you know, twos and threes and uh, things of that nature to get him. I don't think he's worth all that, but Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the scout. I'm not the guy that's going to be coaching him and things of that nature. So, um, but I, I'm not, I'm not too fond of him to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I'm with you hundred percent. Like I understand why he's yeah. the number one guy, yeah. but I've never had a bigger question mark about a yeah. number one. Like, Seriously. I mean, he, to me, he's not like, usually you're number one. You, you like, I have a huge question mark about this guy and yeah. it's not even necessarily because of his talent. Like, it's just something about him that makes me say, I, I just don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> I, I, he's missing something. And I don't yeah. know what it is, I don't but know he's what missing is something. And I'm not sure. Like, when you, when you go back and you watch how he plays – most of the plays that he makes are off schedule. Like he's running around and, and 
pirouettes yeah. and turn it. I just, I, I, I'm not so sure that's going to work in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I, I'm I would like to see him do mm-hmm. some more stuff on schedule and just see what that looks like because all that running around that that's not going to work. So, nah, not at all. Yes, I get why he's number one. Huge question mark. I like Drake May, like you said, but again, like underwhelming. Like he doesn't feel like anything that really gets me excited. So I right. I get why a team will pick him, but I I don't think he's necessarily going to be like a lock to be a, a great quarterback right. or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like you, I, I like Penix, but I agree. I think he's going to be a bit of a project. He the rumors were he did not play well at the senior bowl. He struggled in wow. some of the practices and yeah. things like that. But I think you're right. If he, if he gets with the right coach on the right team, I think he can have success. And Jaden Daniels, you're right. It's it's going to be an interesting one because yeah. talent wise, it's there, but he is little. He uses his legs a lot. Is he going to be lot. able to stay healthy? So there's just a lot of question marks around this entire group, K Wall. Yeah. Let me throw another name out at you, man, because mm-hmm. I was shocked when I looked kind of at the projections. They have JJ McCarthy, quarterback out of Michigan, K Wall. I, I he's projected maybe to be a top 15 pick. I was shocked. I I, yeah. I was like, J.J. McCarthy, and I've watched a lot of Michigan football being in yeah. the Big Ten with Penn State. He does not strike me as a first-round NFL quarterback, but maybe I'm wrong. What what were your thoughts on McCarthy? Let me ask you this. J.J. McCarthy, he's a four-year starter, Jay? I think he started three years because three years. he, he okay. didn't start right away, but he's played a ton of. Oh, that's right, because he did he did um, uh, split time with um, yeah the other with, kid. Um, I forget his name. The guy that transferred to Iowa. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. I, the reason why I asked that question, Jay, because I think we're going to start to see guys not overlooking guys that played a lot of football. Like yep. a Brock Purdy, I yep. think people are going to start to see that Brock Purdy played in the Big Ten played for four years and now they're starting to see these guys maybe there's something there with that the yeah. experience because when you know you look back and you know a lot of these these players and like a Trey Lance for 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 instance he didn't play a ton of football even though you know has a great arm he's fast he's mobile things of that nature I think you're going to start to see some of these these guys some of these teams go away from that I think you know maybe the 49ers have started a trend and say listen Four-year guys and and big-time competition may be the way to go because they can handle the pressure. They understand the situations, uh, you know, certain situations, and 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 can adapt to their respective uh, systems. So yeah. I, I think I, I'm not surprised at JJ McCarthy. That's why I asked that question. Yeah. I knew he started at least three years. I was yeah. curious to know he started four. Yeah. But when you said three, I remember he split in time a little bit um, with the other with the other quarterback. So no, I'm not surprised there. I'm not surprised at all. I think this is where you're going to see the league start to go, especially after what Brock Purdy has uh, presented to the NFL for sure. Yeah, man, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. I mean, he, he's played a ton of football. Uh, you know, Michigan has been in the playoff the last yeah. couple of years, so that's an extra game or two. I mean, mm-hmm. he's probably started over 40 games in his career. Yeah if not more than that. So, you know, he's played a ton of football and that, that definitely does have value. Um, And he's athletic. I I, I wonder about his arm strength. Like that's, that's the one area where I'm like, okay, does he have the arm, but Mm -hmm. maybe with anticipation, maybe with, you know, 
timing, uh, yeah. timing, understanding yeah. offenses, understanding defenses. Yeah. Maybe that could be a little bit of a workaround for a guy who doesn't look like to me that he has fantastic arm strength. But you're right. I think the Purdy example is a good one. You get a guy that's played a lot, smart, mm-hmm. athletic enough. Yeah. That that can take you a long way, especially if you don't get picked too high and you yeah. end up being on a pretty good team with a good roster, that, that could certainly be a formula for success, K-Walk. So that, sure. that's a good call. We I guess we should bring up Bo Nix too, like because he's he's obviously on a lot of people's boards. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about Nix? Well, even though he hasn't played with the same program for, for, for a long time, he's played football <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think he's another guy that you 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 have to look at as well for a guy who's who's played a ton of football, you know, um, in college um, for for high programs, you know, for for high top notch programs, Auburn, all, you know, Oregon um, as well, and, and and being successful in that as well. So, I think Bo Nix is um, his ability, his experience will also um, be a huge commodity going into the, uh, the NFL draft. And, and again, I, I'm just going to stick by what I said, you know, as far as I think the the league is going to start looking at these guys who's played a ton of football before they got to the NFL, sit them down for a year, year and a half or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, have them, you know, uh, absorb the offense, their respective offense. And then once they have a, a natural net, then, you know, you know, the sky's the limit there. Then you could open up that quarterback competition because, you know, again, I, it's my guy. I know it, but he's still the story of the NFL, whether yeah. he's my guy or not. Yeah. Brock Purdy, you know, there was there was there was at times in camp where Kyle Shanahan went to Jed York and said, "Listen, I think our third string quarterback is our best quarterback." You know, they yeah. I mean they they didn't know that going in. They missed out just some this as much as in the, the NFL. Even though they got him, right. they still missed out on him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. because he was, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. Hopefully that that title disappears after this year, after this season. But yeah, I think you know Bo Nix is right right up there in the names like I mentioned with the Brock Purdy's and with the uh, JJ McCarthy's as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only way to see it. And he's a good athlete, too. So he, yeah, he's another yeah, guy that exactly. can, can give you something with his legs as well. All right, K-Walk, let's, let's move on here, man. Um, Caitlin Clark, she just set the record um, all-time point score um, on the, in the women's game. She's she's been phenomenal. I mean, anyone that doesn't know Caitlin Clark at, at this point, they they must be living <laughs> under a rock, man. And, and the way that she broke the record, like logo, logo, logo. three. I mean, it just went straight straight in, right, like no what? rim at all. She what? just absolutely bang, bang, laced right. that thing, man. So shout out to Caitlin Clark. But it got me thinking, man. Like, what are what are some records in sports? that you don't think will ever be broken. Like, it'll be interesting to see if anybody can get her record because there's mm-hmm. some freshmen right now, like Juju Watkins, Hannah Hidalgo, that are scored a lot of points in their freshman year. So if they hang around and play for four years, it'd be interesting to see if they can run Caitlin's record down. But there's some records in sports, man, that are, that are kind of untouchable. But what do you got, man? Give me a, a sports record that could never be broken. I'm going to I'm going to put us a lot of money on this record. And I guarantee, ladies and gentlemen, this record will not be broken. And I'm talking about Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive uh, games played um, uh, streak, 2,632 games played. 
We know basketball is not going to be broken. <laughs> we all know that with the game management. We all know that load management. Excuse me. Um, you know, guys, NFL players just don't play that long. Even even in in, in, in uh, Major League Baseball, you don't see guys playing that long. Either they get hurt or they they need days off. So that's absolutely um, the record that I'm going with. Again, Cal Ripken's um, 2,632 consecutive games played streak will never be broken, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was one of the ones on my list, man. That that one is lock solid just because yeah. you, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not gonna you're going to have to play a really long time. You're mm-hmm. going to have to be really committed to playing every yes. single night. You know, like guys just aren't built that way anymore. Not so I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I don't see that being broken. I went a different route, but I would I would put a lot of money on this one as well. K-Walk to Celtics, eight consecutive NBA titles. Yeah. Like, we're not going to see that again. Like nah. nobody's going to win eight nah. in a row ever again. One. We'll be lucky if we get some three peats along the way, but nobody's ever getting eight. So I feel like that record is, is pretty solid as well. And will never be broken. K-Y. Yeah. I think that'll be closer to get being done than the consecutive. Cause with all this, <laughs> with all these guys, these collaboration and everybody coming together, there yeah. might be one game, but <laughs> one team that come together for, you know, and, yeah. and one coach that'll be able to <laughs> sustain it. You know, but I maybe, don't see that happening. Maybe win three or four in a row. Yeah. yeah but eight, eight feels crazy, eight, man. Yeah, eight, yeah. eight feels absolutely crazy. I like that one though. All right. Good stuff there, man. Let's, um, let's go over to some NCAA basketball, man. It's, we're getting late into February. Yeah. They don't call it March Madness for nothing, man. This thing mm-hmm. is about to ramp up for sure. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited about the women's side. I'm starting to get a little more dialed in on the men's <clears throat> side. Um, let's start with the men, K-Walk. Give me, give me a few teams who you think have a legitimate shot to win this thing. Yeah, I, I think you, you have to start with the number one team right now, number one ranked team right now. So I have to say that. I'm going to rephrase that. Um, and that's UConn. UConn yes. won 14 in a row right now. They've been playing outstanding. Um, uh, the one kid, Spencer, I, I just can't stand him. I don't like the cut of his jib, man. He talks too much <laughs> trash. But, uh, but but Dan Hurley has these guys playing. They're the defending champions for, for a reason. Um, I got to watch them up close and personal against my Tar Heels in, in Madison Square Garden. They are the real deal, man. They, they are the real deal. But if you get their big man in the foul trouble, if you got a, a legitimate big man, you can get them in foul trouble. You know, that that makes them pretty much, you know, uh, you know, be very beatable. Okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go with the obvious first. I'm going to go with UConn. Um, I like Purdue, man, but I don't know what Purdue's problem is. They they probably have the best player in, in all of basketball with Edie, yep. um, seven foot guy there, man. Very, um, very uh, agile, defend, uh, um, uh, rim protector, um, rebounder. And I still understand how they just don't win more. Um, so I, I'm going to go with those two there. Uh, and I'm going to go with my Tar Heels, man. I, my Tar Heels have been up and down this last couple of weeks because um, they've been without their, their their freshman phenom and Seth Trimble, um, and they've been committed on the defensive side of the ball. And Seth Trimble actually sets the tone. He's kind of like Debo with my 49ers. It's like without him, that offense doesn't go. And with without him, even though R.J. Davis and, and, and Armando Baycock, um, you know, pretty much handle the business and a young kid um, transfer uh, Harrison, uh, Harrison Ingram as well. Um, if they all are healthy, including South Trimble, Jay, I really like this team, especially if they commit to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So those are the two, three teams, even though right now the, the Tar Heels are projected two seed um, right now, but I, I think they, um, I think they get back up there. I mean, they got Virginia this week. 
uh, this Saturday. Um, and, you know, Virginia just got blown out by Virginia Tech, who North Carolina just blew out. Uh, Duke is surprising as well. So no, you can't leave out Duke, uh, but any of the Blue Bloods. Kansas is up and down, Jay. I want to pick Kansas, but they're up and down uh, as well. But UConn, Purdue, and North Carolina are the teams right now that I'm looking at as the favorites, in my opinion, to cut down the nets this year. Yeah, we're similar. Like I got UConn as well. I think you have to. I get, I think mm-hmm. you're right. You well coached team too. Hurley, yeah, I Danny think Hurley deserves yeah. a lot of credit. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I feel like they're a team that I would not be surprised if they're standing at the end. I have I have your Carolina team on my list as well, K. Well, because mm-hmm. I I like the veteran leadership. Yes. I like the presence inside with the big man. I, I think that can carry you when when you get into the the tournament. So I, I like Carolina as well. What about Houston, K-Walk? I got Houston on my list. Haven't watched them a ton, caught them in, in glimpses and peaks, but they have a really good record. Do you feel yeah. like Houston has a shot to make a run at this thing? They do, Jay. And this is another team that's an enigma for me, man. I just don't understand. I mean, they their 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 record is their record. They play fast. Um, they play furious um as well. So fast and furious. But for whatever reason, the big games, they just seem to for, for some reason or another, they just don't set up their tent the right way, if you will, when it's time to go camping um in a rainstorm. So they just don't they just don't seem to be able to to handle the you know the the, the big stage, uh, if yeah. you will. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. They're going to be a number one seed going into the tournament for sure, without question. Um, but how they handle it, I think they'll they'll get they'll be an elite eight team. I'm not going to put money on that they'll be an elite, uh, a final four, but I, I definitely said they'll be an elite eight team. Got to see the bracket, of course, before I, I really can say that. But I could see them being an elite eight team. But they're very they're an enigma team for me, Jay, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, man. It'll be fun to watch. Who won it last year? It did UConn. Uh, UConn, UConn won it, so they UConn, so they yeah. have a shot to maybe repeat that. Uh, yes. That'd be that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the women's side, man. A, a lot of competition on the women's side when you look at kind of like the top ten, top twelve. Yeah. A lot of teams that I think have a chance to win it. But what what say you, K Walk? Who are those three or or four teams that you think have a shot to win this thing? I'm just gonna go one and and and, and everybody else because <laughs> I, I just think that after last year, I, I think that uh, Dawn Staley and those Lady Gamecocks, man, they're on a mission, I, and I just don't see them. Yeah. I don't see them relinquishing this. Uh, they, they cut down the nets, in my opinion, barring a uh, major injury, knock on wood. Um, I, I don't see them losing Jay, but to compete with them. Or to you know stay within ten, <laughs> that's competing <laughs> with them with this particular team because they are on a mission. Um, you know I I, I like Iowa. Uh, you know anytime you got Caitlin Clark, you got a chance. Uh, yep. you, you got a chance to win, and she's just phenomenal. She can score at will when she wants to. Uh, at will, obviously, that's what at will means when you want to. But um, uh, who, what another team is out there right now? Ah, who else is out there, Jay? Uh, I wanted now UConn. They just got killed by yeah. They uh, they 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 don't have it this year. I, I'm trying to to just gather the uh, who's number two. See who's the two and three two and three ranked teams right now. I can't think of. Uh, I know Stanf- Stanford's up there. I don't know if they're as high as two I or three. Ohio State is number two right now. Okay, um, but they don't feel like a championship no. team to me. I haven't um, seen them play this year. So yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. Like I, I have South Carolina as LSU, my, LSU, LSU. Yeah, yeah. I LSU, have South LSU, Carolina LSU. as my number one team, K Walk. But I don't know if I'm ready to pencil them in yet. And here's why. And I've watched 
a ton of their games. They are great defensively, but they don't have an offensive player that can just go get you a bucket. Like they have the big girl, 6'6", Camila Cardoza in the middle. They throw it to her, she can score. But sometimes their offense can get a little bit stale if they play a team that defends very well. So that, I I think they're definitely the favorite, obviously. They're undefeated. But I'm not ready to pencil them in yet. LSU is the second team on my list because I think they have the best collection of talent, but they haven't figured out how to play as a team yet. So they just got a bunch of really good players out there kind of running around. (laughs) around. They haven't haven't figured it out. But if they figure it out, they're going to be a threat. And then I, I have UCLA and Stanford just because they have the size to compete with South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Both those teams have bigs that can match up size wise against South Carolina. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. Cause there's some, there's some ladies playing basketball right now that can absolutely score the basketball. What? what? Juju Watkins out at Juju. UST. I mean, she's ridiculous. I mean, Juju obviously from- you mentioned Caitlin Clark. Yeah. These girls are absolutely balling, man. Yeah, so I am I am looking forward to it for sure, K-Walk. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot yes, of fun. Indeed. Let's do this, man. Let's take a short break, 30 seconds, just to catch our breath. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. We're going to do our rant segments. We're going to do who's balling, and, and we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So you're listening to The Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins, and we'll be back in a minute. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. The sideline speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight, but we know she's watching. Britt, we'll see you back next week. Okay, Walk, let's get into our rant segment. Uh, every week, ladies and gentlemen, we want to just take a minute to say whatever we want to say. We call it our rants, uh, you positive, negative, however you want to go with it. You get the floor for one minute. Okay, Walk, I'll start with you. What you got for us this week? Yeah, unfortunately, this is a sad one, Jay. I mean, uh, we weren't on the last, when this transpired, and uh, I think you know where I'm going with this one is, and that's the shooting in um in, in Kansas City, and yep. you know during the, uh, the the victory parade there in Kansas City as the Chiefs won their uh, their back to back championships there. You know what? Um, it's I don't know how many times we have to say this, ladies and gentlemen. It's so old and it's so senseless, and I, you know. A lot of people say, well, this wasn't meant to be that, you know, it was, it happened, you know, one person died, 22 person, 22 people are in, were injured. And in this first and foremost, let's, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to the victims and their yeah. families, you know, during this time, um, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these victims are children, I believe 11 of them were children yeah. and they're just going out there to celebrate their team and they're going out there to celebrate their team to do something that, you know, that's, it's, it's rarely done by a lot of different teams. And you just want to go out there. If you can't go to a parade, ladies and gentlemen, you know, where, where, where can you go? You know, if you can't go there, enjoy yourself, what can you do? So, you know, you know, I don't know what we have to do. You know, we talk about it all the time, you know, the, the steps that we have to take with our local congressmen, things of that nature. And a lot of people, you know, go through that, you know, take that route. But unfortunately, it's falling short for whatever reason. 
Yeah. But, um, you know, so unfortunately, this has become the norm and it, and, and it, and it sickens me to my stomach to have to say that. Um, but nonetheless, man, I, you know, if, if whatever we can do and whatever, our, you know, whatever we do as a person and and shout out to some of those players as well, the Kansas City Chiefs that helped, you know, tackle, you know, fans help tackle, you know, one of those uh, the shooters, you know. Just be weary, ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you're at, no matter how comfortable you think you are, just always keep your head on the swivel. I'm sorry, but that's the way we have to live right now. And if you see something, say something um, um, for sure. Um, and just make sure that, you know, you're you're aware of your surroundings, no matter how comfortable you may think you are in a restaurant, in a church, in a library. There's always you never know when 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 something like this is going to take place. So everyone continue to stay safe because we just for some reason or another, we just can't get this under control. Yeah, well, well said, K Walk, and uh, yeah, man, it's just senseless, man. Like yeah. it just, it just doesn't make sense. And and I think the fact that you know, it, it's almost like America has just become numb to it. You know, like the they, they, they report on it for a couple hours, and then everybody just goes back to doing whatever. And it, that that's a sad place to be, it man. Really you got kids being shot and, and, and hurt at a parade like when, when you when you really say that out loud like yeah. it just seems crazy but that that's where we are uh i don't know how to fix it but but we know something something has to be done K-Walk, yeah. because it, it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous man but that that's very well said i think that that's the only rant we need tonight man i i, I don't think me ranting about the uh, nba also is going to be appropriate after that man. so i think that's the only rant we need tonight for sure right. let's go into our who's balling segment man where every week we want to shout out a team player or coach somebody who's just absolutely getting it done. I'll go first and I'll, I'll yeah. stay consistent. Um, I'm going to give the women's basketball a little bit of love. Juju Watkins, man, uh, guard, freshman, USC. Juju Fruit. Two can absolutely play. Man, she just has a complete game. She can shoot the three. She can go to the rim. She has a very nice pull-up mid, mid-range game. Juju can just do it yeah. all. I think she dropped 31 the last time she was out, which is pretty much routine for her. So Juju Watkins, absolutely balling. Okay, yeah. what you got for us? Good stuff. The new J.J. Watt right there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, Jay, I'm going to follow your lead on this one, man, and I'm going to stay with the uh, with, with women's basketball. And, and I'm going to go with uh, – it's going to go a little bit, little bit lower in, in division. I'm going to go Division two And Thursday night, uh, Lauren Taylor – um, breaks the NCAA record uh, with 44 rebounds wow. in a game. 44 rebounds in a game um, against for for, for Francis uh, Marion's um, 85 to 62 win over North Greenville. Uh, the previous record was 36 by uh, Christian uh, DeSaint of West Virginia Tech uh, um, in August uh, against Ohio Valley State in 19 on Ohio Valley um, Ohio Valley in 1995. But she's 5'11. Jay pulled down 44 rebounds. <laughs> wow, 44 rebounds. <laughs> My lady, uh, Lauren Taylor was absolutely. I'm, I'm my rebound. 
<laughs> yeah, man, that's impressive. 44, you you, 44. you know you're getting after it for sure. Indeed. So, yeah, Indeed. good good stuff there. Um, all right, K-Walk, that was a lot of fun, man, and, and yes, it sir. always feels good to, to, to punch that clock a little bit early and get off <laughs> a little bit early. So great stuff tonight, man. But uh, before we go, let the people know where they can find you and if there's anything you're looking forward to this week. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on uh, Facebook at um, Kevin Walker. You can find me on Instagram, Kevin Walker dot uh, dot south one four two x at Kevin Walker one four two, um, and uh, that's pretty much all I'm on right now. And um, uh, you can catch me tomorrow night with my host, co-host uh, Eric Scott, Sports Talk with K Walker and uh, E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, wherever you find your your, uh, your your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, check us out seven to nine. We like to entertain. Tomorrow we'll talk HBCU. Obviously, we'll wrap up some some football. We'll talk back. We got a, a plethora uh, on the board for you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. As we like to say, we like to entertain. All right, again, that's uh, seven to nine tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, sports talk with K Walk and East Sky. Never had a so good sports radio. What I'm looking for this weekend, Jay? I don't know, bro. I yeah, don't know what to not, watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I found a show on uh, Netflix called Fairy. It was a limited series, uh, so pretty decent show there. Watch, binge watch that. I just don't know what to watch, ladies and gentlemen. But I tell you what. If you guys got something good, shoot it to me again, Kevin Walker on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Kevin.Walker142. Just let me know what uh what you guys recommend for me to watch this weekend because I have no idea what to watch. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I'm with you there. I, I told you earlier, I've been watching curb some old episodes of curb your enthusiasm man so I'm, I'm struggling right now but maybe maybe i'll give what you say it's called fairy on netflix fairy yeah fairy it's a it's a uh it's a foreign uh series uh, hopefully they come up with a season two it's like it's kind of like i don't know if you ever watched sopranos but yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah like a little bit a little something bit. like that a little different but just check it out it's just right. it's a limited maybe, series maybe, I think. maybe i'll give that a look this yeah. week yeah cause... eight episodes eight episodes okay, okay. It's pretty decent, we... pretty decent. We don't really have much. I know they got some NBA games on on Saturday night and Sunday yeah. afternoon, but oh, that too. Yeah, well, I watched some yeah. of that, a little bit of that. But but Jay, just to let you know, I know how you what you watch, so you know that fairy may not want to watch it with the kids. It's a little, <laughs> okay, little, okay, little, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on um all the social media platforms, um, TikTok, Twitter. Instagram. I'm at Jason Talk Sports. And uh yeah, K Walk. We're we're kind of in that dull, dull season now, yeah, man, man. For the next maybe two weeks before some of the conference play kicks off and stuff like that. We'll be searching for some things to watch, but that's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here live uh next Tuesday at 7 p.m. just to bring you whatever sports information is happening at that time. So for Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.